Welcome to Words, Words, Words. This is your host, Robert Tinajero. On today's episode, we are talking about the racist rhetoric of a shooter and of our president. Usually, I try to keep a vast majority of my episodes pretty light, um, but in the wake of the shooting that took place in my hometown about a week ago, I can't ignore this topic. And so, Specifically, I want to talk about some of the rhetoric that is used by our president when referring to immigrants. Um, and of course, I care about all people and all immigrants. Uh, but since the shooter in El Paso was um, focused on taking out Hispanics and Mexicans, as he said, uh, my focus in this episode is mainly on the rhetoric that the president and the shooter has used towards Hispanics and also immigrants in general. And so when the president goes around at rallies and on Twitter um, using wording such as, you know, Mexicans being rapists and criminals, um, and calling them predators and animals and talking about an invasion of immigrants and Mexicans and talking about an infestation. He is dehumanizing that group of people with the words that he chooses. And he clearly knows what he is saying to stoke up anger from, um, from mainly white uh, Americans. Um, There are also some non-white Americans that buy into his hateful rhetoric, um, so that can't be ignored. Uh, But he knows who his base is. He knows who got him elected. And so when he uses words such as these, right, people can say, okay, when he says that there's rapists and criminals uh, among these Mexican immigrants, right, if you look at statistics, information, you can say, okay, there are definitely some criminals that have crossed the border. Um, But when you paint such a broad stroke with those words, um, you are clearly demonizing a whole group with with such a horrible um, term such as rapists, uh, right? Um, Criminals isn't quite as strong, even though it's clearly... Uh, negative, clearly trying to stereotype a whole group as being negative and criminals. Um, but rapists kind of takes it to another level and he's trying to incite fear. And this is something that has happened historically um, besides calling uh, in many cases or, or in pretty much all cases um, minorities or a new group of people that is coming into the country um, not only labeling them criminals, but um, kind of adding the the um, kind of scary sexual um, nature to that criminality uh, by calling them rapists. Um, once again, this is something that has happened historically where, you know, people have argued, oh, well, we need to protect our women. And they're talking specifically about uh, white women and 
and um, and you can go and, and Google this and read this in a number of places and see uh, how this is, you know, a trope. This is something that has been used uh, for a very long time. Same thing as calling them predators um, and then the disgusting rhetoric of uh, calling these immigrants uh, animals and talking about an invasion and infestation. Um, those are words that are usually used for you know, pests and rodents, and they um, summon up thoughts of, you know, kind of dirty, um, um, diseased, um, and once again, this is nothing new. This is, these are words, discourse that have been used, um, you know, for, for centuries. Um, and if you want to talk specifically about the United States, uh, for decades and decades, these were some of the words that were used um, for Mexican Americans, for Asians, for the Irish, uh, for the Italian, um, for African Americans, uh, and so Trump clearly is using a history of of negative and horrible stereotypes uh, when he when he uses some of these words, and so when we look at the shooter in El Paso, uh, and I believe the number of of dead has gone up to twenty two or twenty three. Uh, I assume most of you know the facts, but if you don't, uh, a white uh, guy from <clears throat> from a Dallas suburb, I think he was 21 or 22 years old, um, he had, seems he had been um, kind of radicalized online, but also kind of um, started having these anti-immigrant, anti-Hispanic thoughts, uh, because where, I believe he lived in, in Allen or Plano, um, which is a little north of Dallas. Um, and so I was reading an article that said, you know, the area he lived in used to be about 80, 90% white. Um, but over the last 10, 15 years, um, the, the uh, population, the percentage of, of whites in the area had dropped to like 55. And he seemed, he wrote stuff saying that he was um, bothered by that, annoyed by that. Um, and so he posted a manifesto online uh, before shooting. And so, so he drove uh, hundreds of miles from the Dallas area to El Paso and was specifically looking for a place where he could find a, a lot of um, Hispanics, immigrants, Mexicans um, to kill. And so he drove all the way over there. Um, he walked into a Walmart, started shooting people and killing people outside the Walmart. Um, and this is a Walmart I've, you know, I've been to. It's right next to Cielo Vista Mall, which is a mall I've been to hundreds of times. Um, and, and it's right in the middle of the city, right off the highway. And so he went in there uh, and murdered um, a number of people, um, specifically looking to, to murder um, Mexicans, uh, which he called... Um, Hispanics in his manifesto, and so he specifically in his manifesto talks about uh, Hispanics invading or the Hispanic invasion of Texas. So this obviously echoes Trump and echoes um, other white uh, supremacists. Um, and he also talks about how immigrants are taking the jobs from natives, and this is really important because using this this term natives is really interesting and ignorant um, because he's 
calling white um, people in the United States natives, which is clearly doesn't make sense, right? A vast majority of people in the United States are immigrants. Um, maybe your family got here last week. Maybe they got here a few hundred years ago. Uh, but the only ones that can call themselves natives, uh, of course, are Native Americans. And for him to feel like the group that he represents is native um, and that Hispanics or brown people or um, people that aren't white Americans um, are not native, right? This is all connected to this language of invasion and infestation. Clearly, he doesn't know the history of the country or he ignores it, um, especially if you're talking about the Southwest United States, um, right? Uh, Latinos or Hispanics, whatever term you want to use. Um, many of them have had family in the area or ancestors in the area um, way before uh, white people came to the United States. And so it's a complex history. Um, I'm not going to go into all of that right now. Most people tend to know it. Uh, I guess some people ignore it. Some people, um, I believe, including the shooter, um, said, well, um, right, a, a stronger, more powerful, and they usually say more intelligent group of people, um, whites, came to the United States. And these, these natives, these ignorant natives, right, we, we, had, we took them out because we're a superior people. And so he, somebody like the shooter that has his mentality would say, now we have to defend our land um, so we don't get wiped out or taken over just like we did to the natives, which is so um, just, just ignorant and hateful. Um, and so my point here is that the president and his rhetoric clearly has influenced a lot of people. You can go online, see different videos, different situations, and it clearly um, inspired or motivated um, this shooter in El Paso. And so I'm not trying to say that the rhetoric of the president um, is the cause for all shootings, all hatred, all racism. Clearly, all those things have existed before the president took office, uh, but he is clearly pushing this divisive and racist uh, rhetoric um, on the country. Um, and he has such a large platform, um, uh, such a large bully pulpit to, you know, uh, inspire hateful acts. Um, and some people uh, aren't, you know, inspired to do the kind of killing uh, that this guy did in El Paso. Um, but they, it seems that a lot of people um, feel encouraged um, to say racist things and do racist things. And I always want to point out that racism can go both ways or many different ways, right? Um, it's not like uh, Hispanics and black people and Asians can't also be racist and stereotype and do things. But clearly, when we're talking about the current president and his rhetoric, um, it is the rhetoric of white supremacy. And we can't, you know, tiptoe around that. Um, and what's really sad is that El Paso, which is full of uh, Hispanics, I think 80, 85% uh, Hispanic or Latino, 
Um, it is a city on the border with Mexico, right next to, to Ciudad Juarez. Um, it is a very safe city. You look at statistics. Um, it has consistently been one of the safest big cities in the United States. And to have this outsider come in looking to kill immigrants and Mexicans, you know, Hispanics, is just a horrible thing. Um, and so um, just a couple more things here, um, right, talking about the rhetoric of a president. Um, so if we look at, let's say, uh, President Obama, uh, right, he uh, had tons of deportations of immigrants. But when you looked at his rhetoric, um, he, along with President Bush uh, and Reagan, um, and we can go back and talk about others, but if you look at the rhetoric of Obama, Bush, and Reagan on the way they talked about immigrants, they always talked about them in a respectful way, um, a lot of times a positive way, uh, talking about how the United States is a nation of immigrants, how immigrants bring diversity, uh, how immigrants bring all these positive things to the country. And so even if you want to be strong on, um, on border security, um, right, it's one thing to be strong on border security and do things like deportations or spending more money on, on uh, the border patrol or, you know, uh, improving the technology that we use at the border. Um, or even if, if you're somebody that, that agrees with wanting to build a wall or expand a wall, um, right, that, that, that's on one side. But then this, this podcast deals specifically with, with rhetoric and discourse. And so even if you want to be strong, create stronger laws um, or, or implement them in certain ways, um, which we're not going to talk about today, uh, I'm talking about how you verbalize your thoughts about immigrants and about minorities, uh, which is extremely important because it has real-life effect, has real-life consequences, both positive and negative. And so if we have a president, let's say, that um, maybe is tough on, on border security in some ways, um, but reminds the country that we are a country of immigrants uh, and that minorities um, bring a lot of positives to the country and that diversity is good, diversity is one of our strengths, right? It creates this, not that everybody buys into it, but uh, it creates this kind of national atmosphere at the time that you should, you know, welcome your neighbor, um, that you should take care of each other no matter what you look like. Um, and even if you have differing thoughts on what we should do with border security, right, the way you talk about people truly matters. Um, and just as a side note, I listened to a, a podcast uh, recently, um, the Joe Rogan podcast. He was interviewing um, Cornell West. I strongly suggest you all check that out. It was a great episode. And so Cornell West reminds us that even when we talk about this being a nation of immigrants, we can't forget that before there's immigrants, there was the natives, the Native Americans. And so we are a country of immigrants, but we are also a country that has natives. And the reason that we have so many immigrants here, you know, or the fact that we have a lot of immigrants here is a great thing, but it's also was built on the um, slaughter of a whole population of people, Native Americans. And, and you can go and do research on, um, you know, poverty rates among Native Americans now and, 
and um, alcoholism and all sorts of things. And so we can't we can't forget that even when we're talking about um, all the positives of of immigrants and diversity and things like that. So that's today's episode. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Unfortunately, it had to come um, on the back of the horrible shooting uh, in El Paso, and there's been plenty of other shootings, and I could talk about others, but uh, that's the one I want to talk about today because I am from El Paso, um, so it hit home, and I wanted to talk about this the, the rhetoric and discourse used by the president and the shooter and how we need to combat that um, with our own positive rhetoric about immigrants, about Hispanics, about those that don't look like us, about those that are different, um, because that's what the United States is all about. Have a great day.